This is Monocle On Design Extra. It's a short show to accompany our weekly long-form program where we unpack everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Nick Manese. On today's show, we look to Denmark, where Copenhagen Fashion Week has recently wrapped up. Established in 2006, the event is a boon for Nordic design and sees the fashion set descend on the Danish capital. And in that fashion set, of course, is Monocle's fashion editor, Natalie Theodosi, who reported from the event and uh, has joined me in the studio to provide a little recap of the week. First, Natalie, welcome. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure. Tell me, what was the mood like in Copenhagen? You know, uh, I'll be honest, I was there for a reporting trip separately, but the, the sun was out, the harbour was ripe for swimming in, and, you know, and I guess there was fashion to be talked about too. Tell me about your week. It was an amazing week, as you saw as well, with the sun out, with everyone swimming in the harbour. The mood was incredible. I think it was one of the most optimistic, mood-boosting fashion weeks I have been to in a very long time. And that translated into the clothes as well. The Danes really took advantage of the city and uh, chose outdoors venues. So it was just an amazing place to be. Tell me about those outdoor venues. That sounds sensational. I mean, that almost is exactly what you want in summer when you're you're going to something like this. Copenhagen designers do that extremely well. It helps sort of democratise Fashion Week in a way because when you choose this outdoor public venues, people can look from outside, passersby can peek in and see what's going on. It's not as closed off and exclusive as Fashion Weeks and fashion shows are usually known for. One example would be uh, the Woodwood Show that uh, is a Danish brand celebrating its 20th anniversary and they actually closed off a bridge by the harbour and uh, just as the sun was setting, presented their collection. So we were sat on the bridge to see the shows, but people on the boats, people from nearby offices could also just uh, take in the view and and see what's going on, get a taste of Fashion Week. I mean, that sounds sensational and I am a huge Woodwood fan. So I'm very, very jealous of you there. I mean, a question I did want to ask you, and I guess certainly my focus tends to be architecture and landscape architecture and furniture design. But for people that may be less into fashion, why is this sort of event important and why is making it accessible to them, you know, whether they can see it from the bridge or from the water or from a building, important? I think especially uh, with Copenhagen Fashion Week, because there's a certain pragmatism and the clothes that you see on the catwalks are usually clothes that you can wear and they will make it onto the shop floors. It's also clothes with what the Danes called honest price points, which means that the markups are not huge. It's more accessible prices and still good clothes that are well made that me and you could buy if we saved up a little bit. I think it's interesting following Copenhagen Fashion Week just to see interesting clothes you can eventually shop for. And on top of that, you get to experience beautiful venues and and storytelling when you get to look at the, the show itself. So if you're in Copenhagen, you could catch a show on a square or on a bridge, or you can look at it online. And I think that storytelling, is that's a, that's a really nice word, because I mean, certainly I feel like that's what we're trying to do when we even pick out our own wardrobes in the morning. Like you're, you're trying to tell a story about who you are. So seeing how brands do that for themselves, I imagine is incredibly exciting and inspiring. 
Exactly. You get to just peek into the world of these really creative, really interesting brands and see not just the fashion that they create, but also all the different uh, forms of inspiration that, that form those worlds from music to sometimes it can be design and architecture, depending on the venues that they chose. Another example of that is uh, the Sunflower Show, which is a young menswear brand in Copenhagen who invited people to their office to show uh, the clothes very casually and they had a concert at the same time with uh, one of their friends singing from the top floor from the window and you could just have a listen, have a look at the clothes and chat to the designers. And, and this cozy, relaxed atmosphere is very typical of Copenhagen Fashion Week and it makes everything so much better and so much more enjoyable. I mean, it sounds like they're really breaking the mould of what a Fashion Week can be. Tell me a little bit about the evolution of this actual event. Do you see it challenging the likes of like Paris and, and Milan and, and London? Is it pushing its way up there into perhaps one of the most significant fashion and, and design events on, on the calendar? A hundred percent. I think a lot of cities are trying to do that to get on the on the map. But Copenhagen Fashion Week has actually made incredible progress. It started with a few names like Ghani or Stinegoya, who are now household names, putting Copenhagen Fashion Week on the map for a very casual, optimistic, colourful look. But the city has kept evolving. Now the menswear offer, for example, has, has really broadened a lot of talent in, in that sector as well and, and a lot of younger creatives offering lots of different styles. And the other point of difference is their approach to sustainability, which is incredible to watch. They really care about not making waste, making things much more responsibly, investing in material innovation. And also the CEO of Copenhagen Fashion Week, Cecilia Thorsmark, has set up this uh, set of sustainable requirements. So by next year, if you don't fulfill those requirements, you cannot participate in Copenhagen Fashion Week. And that's really setting the bar really high. And Paris, Milan, London have been looking at her plan and, and trying to emulate Look, that feels like a perfect place to end and setting us up nicely, not only for the next Copenhagen Fashion Week, but, but other fashion weeks looking to it for inspiration. Thank you very much for joining us, Natalie. Thank you. <laughs> and that's all for this week. If you're eager for more design stories, listen to our full-length program, Monocle on Design, airing on Tuesdays at 8pm London time. Or if you prefer print, then pick up a copy of Monocle magazine on all good newsstands now. Today's episode was produced and edited by Maylee Evans. I'm Nick Manise, and you can reach me on nm at monocle.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>